G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It's one thing to want to be close to someone. It's another thing entirely, actually, to be close to them. Take, for instance, when we're pulling in opposite directions. Well, there's no closeness in that relationship. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to the program. Now, today, we're going to be taking a look at your relationship with God from a different perspective. And please do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever you happen to be dealing with in your life just at the moment. Have you ever been close to someone, or at least you wanted to be close to them, but you discover that on a particular issue, you don't see eye to eye? Maybe it's a colleague at work and you have a meeting and and you just disagree on this one particular issue. And so you both head off, one in this direction, you start doing stuff and and she heads off in the other direction and she starts doing stuff. And without really realising it, you start working against each other, pulling, as it were, in opposite directions. Now, you don't have to be Einstein to figure this out, but no matter how close that relationship once was, unless this difference is resolved and you end up pulling in the same direction, well, it's going to tear this relationship apart. You see, it so often happens. You see it in marriages, at work, in friendships. And you know something? It happens in people's relationship with God as well. doesn't matter how close we once might have been to Him. Well, we go pulling in a different direction. It's going to get ugly. It just is. I know it's ugly because I've been there in my life. And one of two things happens. In fact, it seems they both happen in sequence. I want you to imagine a huge ocean liner in the middle of an ocean. It's headed in a particular direction to a particular port. We've always known that. In fact, we knew it when we got on the ship. This is where we're headed. Say you're in a passenger. And somewhere out in that ocean, you decide, well, you know, I don't think I want to go to that port. You decide you want to head to a different port. First off, it just starts like, oh, well, a dream and then a mild feeling. But then it eats away at you and finally decide, that's it. We have to change direction. We have to take this ship to another port. So you do the reasonable thing. You you go and talk to the captain. You think, I'm going to convince this guy. But no matter how much you plead or cajole or threaten, he just won't listen. He won't change direction. He's still going to the same port. People can be so pig-headed sometimes, can't they? They think, right, I'm going to fix this. So you grab a big rope. You tie it to the ship. You tie it to yourself. You jump in the ocean and you start swimming in a different direction. (laughs) I know, it sounds ludicrous, but hey, we all do crazy things sometimes. You're swimming, 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 trying to drag the ship in a different direction. Swimming, swimming, swimming. The first thing that happens is you end up absolutely exhausted. And it's the same in any relationship. 
We get exhausted pulling against each other. But with God, it's infinitely more exhausting because you have this ocean liner swimmer thing happening. It's not a particularly fair contest. And you can only go and do that for so long. It ends up killing you. And so eventually, this is the second thing that happens, you untie the rope and you swim in the opposite direction. And it's not too long. And the ship that was your safety disappears over the horizon. And inevitably, that's when the storm hits. You can't be close to someone when you're heading in opposite directions. It's exhausting, it's lonely, and ultimately, it's dangerous. This week on the program, we've been looking at what it means to be close to God and to have a real heart for Him. And so today, we need to have a look at this whole pulling in the opposite directions thing. Because this is where the rubber hits the road. It is, isn't it? In any relationship, husband, wife, work colleagues, friends, parent, child, if we're pulling in the same direction, it's a great relationship. But if we're pulling in opposite directions, there's no closeness. There's no intimacy. There's no oneness. And this exhaustion thing is something that David experienced. We looked over these last few days on the program at King David because he was a man after God's heart. So we've been looking at the world through his eyes this week. King David was the greatest king that Israel had ever had, a real heart for God. But, you know, Davo had his moments, like the time he committed adultery and murder. And you see him praying about this in Psalm 51. It's a prayer where he comes to his senses. See, what happens is, David's out on the balcony one day and he looks down and he sees this beautiful woman, Bathsheba, bathing naked on a rooftop nearby. So he sends his servants down, he discovers she's married, but he sleeps with her anyway. And then, to cover it all up, he gets a husband killed. Now, that's pretty high up there on the stakes of swimming in a different direction to God, isn't it? But eventually, David comes to the conclusion that the only sensible course of action is to turn around and swim back to the boat, back to God. And he asks for God's forgiveness in Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Put a new right spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence. Don't take your spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit, God. The sacrifice acceptable to you, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. See, here's a man swimming out alone in that ocean, coming to his senses, turning around, swimming back. See, we we get all smart and clever. We, We start thinking to ourselves that some of God's stupid rules are so out of date They were for back then and not for now. We know so much more these days. We're smarter, we're cleverer, we're, you know, the line that we run in our hearts. Now, on on this issue, I disagree with God, and, and I'm going to swim in an opposite direction. Have a listen to how Jesus puts it in Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. At that time, Jesus said, Father, I praise you. You're the Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and the prudent and revealed them to little children. Father, It was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal them. See, what Jesus is saying is all these people who think they're smart and clever, they're the ones from whom God hides things. See, that hits the nail on the head. The things of God are so simple and so gentle and so basic. We get all clever and wise and learned and, well, let me put it this way, full of ourselves. And we just can't see it. Our egos get in the road. 
I know better than God. So God hides his wondrous, beautiful truths from us when we're like that. But the second bit's fantastic too. Listen to this second bit. Right after that, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I'm gentle. I'm humble in my heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. See, the picture that Jesus is using here is of two bullocks under a yoke, and Jesus is saying, Get down in this yoke with me, and let's pull in the same direction. Come on, let me show you. Let's, let's pull in the same direction. Let's walk together. Are you weary? Are you burdened from, from pulling in the opposite direction? Come to me. Take my yoke. Come on. Let me show you. Step by step, let's walk along that journey day after day. And eventually we'll learn to pull in the same direction. Eventually we discover the friendship and the joy of serving alongside Jesus. And you know the greatest discovery is the further we go with him, the more our heart becomes like his, gentle and humble, and the more we experience his rest. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that what it means to be close to God? Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.